the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're so glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministry is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer for you today is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God designed you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. We recognize that what Paul is doing in Philippians 4 as we start out is he's giving us a template for, or a plan, if you will, for us to experience the truth of who we are in Christ. For us to actually live this Christian life out the way it was designed to be lived. The way God intended for us to live. The real purpose for what He made us for in knowing Him here on this earth, on the planet. Not in heaven someday, but now. There are some things that we know about the truth of being a Christian. That if we've received His life and that we, if we have reckoned upon His act of love, then we are in union with Him. And that we have become new creations in Christ. We're not the same as the rest of the world. We are created specifically, singly, uniquely for Him. And each one of you is uniquely made for Him. That's why Christians have no room to be comparing themselves to others. They have no room for taking account of how much better one person may be at something than they are themselves. Or saying, this man is a better Christian than this man. I'm going to tell you there's no such thing as a better Christian. Because you are complete in Christ and you have received all that He is in you. What makes you what you are is perfect and complete. Now, there are Christians who experience more of what has been given them in this life, and therefore they know a little bit more about what God has given them in His grace, in His person, in His life, than others, because there are other Christians who haven't quite let go of the idea that they weren't made for this world. They were made for Him. Paul recognizes as he speaks to the Philippians in his letter, he recognizes that the attack of the enemy, the attack of the world, would be to create in them some kind of dichotomy, some kind of of duality that causes them to live one way in the view of the Christian community or in the view of, of what they believe the religious crowd and another way in the world or to present themselves one way to the world and another way to God. That was the greatest danger. 
that somehow the application of Christ's life was strictly for a spiritual living and not for life itself. And after all, life is here. That's what many believe. Here's the reality of what we're talking about. I don't want to make this academic, but I want you to get a real picture of the truth of what what Paul is trying to get these people to see that only the Holy Spirit is going to bring to light. The reality of this. You know that many Christians believe that that we live in a duality, that we actually still retain the sin nature, the old man, And there's the old man and there's the new man and they're at war with one another. You know the old dog, the old saying, which dog wins the fight and the one I feed, right? The black dog or the white dog? Well, let me tell you something. I believe, and I believe that Scripture bears this out, that there is a duality. You choose. This is where these verses apply. But you choose. And to the degree that you do not choose the Spirit of God to fill the life of Christ, to permeate and have preeminence, you do not choose dependence upon the truth of who you are, you create the duality because your soul lives as though there were no God. And what he's talking about in Philippians 4, starting all the way down, what he's talking about is a life that is in practice yielded to the Spirit of God within them. You will see reference to the soul after reference to the soul. Why? You will see reference to the mind after reference to the mind. And they almost, they almost put them together, mind and soul, soul and mind. And in the Old Testament they say heart. Well, what is that about? Well, it's simply this. We don't have any influence into the spirit level. The spirit level is a sealed deal. It is a covenant between us. We are now new creations in Christ. But to live this out, to live out what Christ has given us, we must determine in the mind, will, and emotion to live it out. To allow the Spirit of God to have preeminence in the soul. Now, knowing that, Where is the enemy going to hit? The soul level. Let's start Philippians 4, verses 4 through 8. And I'm going to read it in the Amplified. Rejoice in the Lord always. Why? Again, remember what we're talking about. Renewing the soul in truth. The soul has to be renewed. It does. Delight, gladden yourselves in Him. Whose responsibility is this? Gladden yourselves in Him. Whose responsibility is that? It's yours. Again I say, rejoice. Let all men know and perceive and recognize your unselfishness, your considerateness, your forbearing spirit. The Lord is near. He's coming. Again, I talked about that, and I believe that he is speaking specifically about the presence of God within us and about us. But when he says, let all men know, what is he talking about? He's talking about the clear expression. Let all men know the clear expression of the life of Christ through your mind, will, and emotion. Let all men know by yielding to what is true of you. Don't fret or have anxiety about anything. 
But in every circumstance, in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Don't fret about anything. What does he say? Reckon upon the truth of your life. If you're fretting, then your focus is out here and you have totally lost the center of who you are. That doesn't mean it went away. It just means you've totally ignored it. Anxiety is you facing life without God. Fear is you facing circumstances without God. Now you say, well, I I know He's here. I know He's here. Your emotions aren't saying that. You're saying that to hope to make yourself feel better. But your focus is not Jesus. Your focus is the problem. It's real difficult, isn't it? We talk about it like it's something easy. But you know what? When you're faced with big trials and tribulations, it's hard not to be distracted to make that the central focus of your life. But you know what? Isn't it wonderful, the grace of God, that He will actually give us a miraculous grace that will allow us to let go of the problem. That's not something we do by our own determination and will alone. It's miraculous when I can look away from cancer. It's miraculous when I can look away from infidelity. It's miraculous when I can look away from the big things that that have hit my life. That's not just Christian willpower. That is the salvation of the Lord. He says, do not fret about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. Do not allow those things to capture your mind and ruminate in your mind. And God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of soul assured, of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot, whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount a guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now where's that peace coming from? That tranquil state of a soul assured with nothing to fear from God. You know what that means? You're recognizing your union. You're recognizing this truth right here. You can't be in union with God if God is ready to squash you. When you recognize that intimacy that you have with the Father through Jesus Christ, then you can rest. You can rest and know that you have nothing to fear. That nothing is going to separate you from His love and His life. And in that are all the promises of God. In that are the truths that He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am your provision. I am your life. I am all that you need. There is nothing that you will face alone, Christian. Did you know that? You won't face anything alone. I know we've got single people here that live by themselves, but they're not alone if they know Christ. They have the presence and the life of Christ within them. They have the heavenly host about them. And they walk in fellowship and in union with truth that permeates every child of God on the planet. Wow, you're not alone. You never were if you were a child of God. Verse 8, For the rest, brethren, Whatever is true, 
Whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your mind on them. Okay, we talk about walking in the peace and the truth of God. How we experience life has to do with the condition of the soul. And here's the thing. The condition of the soul has to do with your determination. Do you see that? What we have read in Philippians 4 is is a series of commands. He's saying, this is what you need to do. This is how you live this life. When he talks about what you need to think on, he's not suggesting that you do this, that you might have a more positive outlook. He is saying for you to live out the truth, to experience all that Christ has given you, you must think on these things. You must fix your mind in this direction. You do not have another option in terms of your relationship with Christ. You have an option in terms of how you want to live in this world. It's called soul maintenance is what we're talking about here. If we take a passive approach to these things, then we trade peace for turmoil, wisdom for foolishness, and security for fear. You know, many Christians today believe that their spirit is for the Lord and their soul is their own to keep. They really believe that. Because they have determined to focus upon their life here on the planet, upon the circumstances of this world, and upon what's best for them, and how they're going to get theirs in this life, and what they want out of this life. And so the soul is totally preoccupied with the flesh, totally preoccupied with the world, totally preoccupied with what it can gain. And they've left that. They said, well, you know what, I've got Jesus. I'm a Christian. I'm saved. But they're not living in salvation. They're living in bondage. Now, you know what? They choose that. That's a choice. The soul is where we live our lives out. It's where the rubber meets the road. It's where we determine the experience of growth or whether we choose independence or deception. It says, as we have said in this beginning part, Paul, Paul is making, the, making it clear that the true battleground for the Christian is in the soul. And I will tell you that the battle begins right here in this place, in the mind. That's where the enemy begins his assault. Every enemy of Christ starts its assault on the mind. And you know what? The tactics haven't changed Paul is discussing this problem because it was a problem in his age just as it is in ours. And we live in what they call the information age where all these unbelievable technological advances totally assault our minds 24-7 with information. And we've actually begun to believe that information is a necessity for us to be balanced in our understanding. I want to tell you that Jesus is balanced. Knowledge is not. Now here's the thing. If you have knowledge without Jesus, then I can guarantee you you're deceived. You don't know the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus. 
If you have Jesus, but you're living in ignorance, well, you can hurt yourself there too. But Jesus is the key. It's about focus. It's about Him being the center of your life. It's about Him telling you what is true and what is not. It's not about you collecting information into your mind, will, and emotion, weighing it out for yourself, and deciding what you're going to hold on to and what you're going to let go of. It's about you taking each thought captive and bringing it before the throne of Christ and saying, Lord Jesus, I don't know. I'm a sheep. You're the shepherd. I don't know. The soul is where we live out of who we are. That's the truth of it. Paul is concluding his instruction by addressing this battle. It's actually the greatest battle that the believer faces. I can't put enough emphasis on it. I really can't. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance, and above all that that you guard. For out of it flow the springs of life. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance, and above all that you guard. For out of it flow the springs of life. What he's saying here, quite simply, and in the Old Testament, as I said before, the heart is referring to the soul or the mind. He says, guard your mind. Guard your mind. Guard your heart. Keep and guard your heart. Be protective of what you put in it. Proverbs 23.7 says, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Now we've heard that verse over and over again, but we just kind of flip it off our tongues and we don't really think about that. Do you ever stop and go back and rewind some of the thinking that goes through your mind? You ever get to a place where you're feeling really depressed or where you're feeling angry or agitated or, as I say, you're a little edgy? You ever get there? Things just annoy the littlest thing? Okay. Well, I know that there are physiological issues that can cause you to go there. But I'm going to tell you that you might stop at that point and say, you know what, where's my mind been? Where did it start? Because this is not something that just hits you. You actually cultivate this because the emotions are just puppy dogs. They follow the mind around. So where's your mind at? And here's the thing. They're just like puppy dogs because when you decide you want to send them another direction, they don't want to go. They'll hang around with you for a while. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That means you're going to give motion to the thoughts that are in your head. You are going to express them. Our thinking will be the truth of our experience. But for the Christian, it's not necessarily the truth of who you are. It is the truth of your experience. Paul commands us again in Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 through 3 to set our minds he says if then you have been raised with Christ to a new life thus sharing his resurrection from the dead aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God and set your minds and keep them set on what is above the higher things not on the things that are on the earth For as far as the world is concerned, you have died, and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. This command is based on two realities. One, your mind will never be inactive. 
I know you think it's true for other people, but your mind will never be inactive. It will always be set on something. That's the first reality. And the second reality is that you set it. You're not a victim. You choose. You do choose where your mind will go. And when you make that choice, you have decided, you have cultivated the environment for the soul. You have decided what, what that environment is going to be. You've decided what the focus is going to be. And I'm telling you this, that there is only one focus for the Christian. Christ did not come to make everything acceptable for the soul. He came to give you life. And that life is to have preeminence in the soul so that He can teach you. Do you realize that we're here to experience Him? Listen to what I've been teaching here. The truth is that we're to see Jesus in everything, right? Right? That's the reality. Where do we experience life out of? The mind, will, and emotion. How are we going to see the truth of God in the things around us? By allowing the Spirit of God to teach us, to walk with us, to allow the presence of Christ in your mind, will, and emotion to take every circumstance and let it be nurture for your spirit, for your soul. That's how we live it out. We live this life in communion, out of union. We live this life in communion, out of union. You know the whole idea of praying without ceasing? Continuous communion. The peace that passes all understanding is based on a mind that's turned this way, not towards understanding this way. Sin always begins in the mind. You remember the first sin, Lucifer? It was the sin of pride. Where did that begin? It began in his mind, didn't it? And then it was expressed. And here's the interesting thing. For Lucifer, when he expressed it, he rejected the truth of God and embraced himself and became the antithesis of truth. There wasn't any balance there. There wasn't a little bit of truth and a little bit of non-truth. It was all non-truth for him. We were first born into sin. Now here's the thing. When we were first born into sin, every thought, everything that happened in the soul, in the mind, will, and emotions, was happening with sin at its source. We operated with what we believed was free will being manipulated by the world and circumstances to reject God and embrace life for ourselves. That's what the godless man does. Now what does a carnal Christian do? The exact same thing. The exact same thing. We were born in sin, with sin as our context and our source. But as new creations in Christ, we now have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, Who has known and understood the mind, the counsels, and purposes of the Lord, so as to guide and instruct Him, and give Him knowledge? But we have the mind of Christ, the Messiah, and do hold the thoughts, feelings, and purposes, and purposes of His Heart. What is he talking about? But we have the mind of Christ. We have access to all that he is. 
We are complete in Christ. And the true flow of life is to be Christ in you through the mind, will, and emotion. We have access to true wisdom. To truth as balance. You see, here's the thing. Christ in you, through the soul, is the Christian experience. Christ in you, outside of the soul, where you choose not to express that life, is a Christian walking as though he were separated, experiencing all the same pain that the world is experiencing, only twice as much, because he has rejected God, the God within him. And you know what? When we reject the truth of God within us, you know, you know who else we reject? Us. We reject us. We'll never find any peace. Because what we're saying is, I can't accept me. I can't accept the truth of who I am. I've got to recreate myself in this world and become something that this world thinks is right. And does it ever work? Does it ever suit us? No, it doesn't. So we've got to come up with all manner of coping mechanisms. You want to know why there are so many Christians suffering from all of these things? Anxiety, fear, despair, depression. They're suffering from all manner of ills that the world is suffering from. Well, there's no difference. You say, well, yes, they're they're Christians. No, they're Christians, but they're Christians to choose to live as though they have no God. Thank you for joining us today for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation, rest in His life moment by moment, and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. To get to know us better, visit us on the web at hislifefellowship.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If this message has blessed you, you can help support this program with your gift to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 781-529, San Antonio, Texas, 78278. And now, before we go, our prayer for you this coming week is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you and that you would remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, the hope of glory is Christ in you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.